Hello everyone from Kurao Software Operations. My name is Eliasi. I'm a senior DevOps engineer at Kurao Software. And on daily basis, we work at Kurao with cloud-based services like Kubernetes, AKS, and a ton of automation tools like Ansible, Puppet, Terraform, and a bunch of other things. I live in Bilbao in Spain. And like I said, I'm part of the DevOps team at Kurao Software. Kurao itself is part of the Bistronic group. Uh, Bistronic is a Swiss company that produces uh, machinery made for bending metal uh, sheets, for cutting metal sheets, for automation, for robots, a bunch of other things. Uh, we are working with the Bistronic group, uh, as part of Bistronic group rather, uh, to build a smart factory, which is uh, the entire software uh, solution from giving codes to the actual delivery day of the, of the products of the market. Uh, that's controlling the robot on the factory floor to get codes, to get everything. A lot of our software is based on factory and uh, some of it is also based cloud-based so that are for, for our multi-tenant clients. One of the projects that came up recently, uh, by the way, these are the machines that uh, are produced at the Bistronic, uh, that's part of them. Uh, these are cutting, bending. This is part of the automation on uh, on the shop floor factory. One of the recent projects that we have been dealing with uh, is called CAD CAM Data, uh, a project that's between Curago and Bistronic. Uh, this service is cloud-based and is multi-tenant. Uh, we wanted to counterize this uh, this software uh, and have it hosted in the cloud. Uh, apart apart from the software itself, uh, the backend is a MongoDB, and also we needed a Mongo Express uh, to be able to have a UI for the for the teams to be able to do any changes inside the MongoDB itself. This is a, a resume of uh, of what we wanted to do. Pretty much, this is the project itself. Our first approach was actually to use Virtual Machine Azure uh, as every project starts. We wanted to use a virtual machine to do our testing and, and evaluate uh, uh, the infra, how, how well it will be in production with, with relation to being in virtual machine, how it will scale up, etc. So we went for a basic setup in Azure with a, with a normal, uh, with a public IP, a VM. With, we went for managed disks to be able, if something happened to the virtual machine, to be able uh, not to lose the data, uh, uh, the lo our logging solution uh, also was linked to that. So logs can be transported from a machine outside for a development team to be able to view the logs. We containerized here uh, our application itself. And we wanted also to make uh, uh, MongoDB and Mongo Express into containers as well, uh, because we didn't want to deal with uh, the actual operating system itself and its dependencies. We wanted our applications to be uh, easy to deploy within containers. <clears throat> we had some challenges with this. Uh, the first challenge was related to scaling. Uh, or scaling fast enough with, as you can see, we had a couple of virtual machines and high availability, but as this service will be multi-tenant, our first challenge was to see how we can scale this up depending on, on usage, not as easy in virtual machines as in Kubernetes. Apart from this, uh, as we have the databases inside the virtual machine, each running in a container, we wanted uh, a solution to be able to replicate the TB between the different uh, virtual machines that are running and with every new virtual machine that 
comes up to support a new load, we wanted this uh, to have the exact same replication of the DB that's running on the previous machines. Another problem that we had uh, was maintenance, that all the maintenance that had to do with the virtual machine, whether operating system updates, whether uh, with deployments, whether, with, like I said, with high availability. All these things uh, had a negative effect in our test, uh, on our performance testing and our uh, CI environment. So we decided to go for, uh, or at least to give it a shot to see how we can replicate all of this into Kubernetes. We already have uh, several Kubernetes clusters running in our uh, development and production environments are running several of our applications. So wanted to give this a go. We have not used MongoDB or actually stored uh, databases on, on Kubernetes before, before this. We have our own applications are running, but don't, the, the backend has always been uh, as a SaaS and Azure, for example. So this was a bit of a challenge for us. And I'm gonna tell you a bit how we, how we went about uh, the move from the virtual machine to Kubernetes itself. So uh, our first challenge was uh, actually we already had the, the virtual uh, uh, the, the image of the of the application in, a, in our container already. So moving that to Kubernetes was, was an easy task. Having the the images already being produced in our own pipelines with our own Docker files and pushed to our ACR. So uh, having those images deployed to the Kubernetes cluster, uh, which we already uh, have in our ACR, was not a big deal for us. That left behind obviously database and MongoDB on the virtual machine. The most scaling that we wanted was actually for our uh, for our front end for our main application. Let's say because that's what's going to scale up, and the database is gonna have uh, more or less the same size uh, while the other while the other pods keep on scaling uh, depending on the load about them. So we didn't want to leave our MongoDB and. Uh, and Mongo Express inside virtual machine we wanted to move everything to Kubernetes apart from the solving the scaling uh, problem that we had in the virtual machine for the application. Uh, here we went for the uh, Mongo Express. We used the Helm uh, template to be able to deploy Mongo Express, and we also used the Helm template to be able to deploy MongoDB. Uh, the traffic, as you can see, goes through the, from the browser to the Mongo Express. So uh, our development team is able to configure the database uh, and create tables and do any changes that they need from it to inside MongoDB. MongoDB itself obviously is not exposed. Uh, the Mongo Express has its own ingress controller. And uh, inside the Mongo Express deployment, we have the secrets and the config map to be able to connect to the MongoDB itself that's running as an internal service. We use uh, Helm charts, like I said, we use the Bitnami Helm chart uh, for MongoDB. We installed it uh, fairly easily. And then for Mongo Express itself, we used uh, uh, this repo to be able to install the, the same release of Mongo Express into, into, the, into the Kubernetes cluster itself. So, our own workflow went pretty much from stage one was to, to do our tests in our CI environments with virtual machines, et cetera. Then when we wanted to think about scaling, we, want, we moved to Kubernetes and then we automated the entire process of deployment of the, our application, deployment of MongoDB, deployment of Mongo Express, 
or through our uh, Azure DevOps pipelines uh, that we will uh, see in a bit uh, how we do this part. Let's switch on a bit to the technical part. Uh, I split this up into four parts for the for this demo. I want to talk in the first two parts briefly about uh, our application and then the MongoDB and the Mongo Express. Our application, uh, which is part of this, uh, this obviously this entire project, uh, it's split into two parts. The first part, we create the image itself and we push it into our ACR. And once the images reside there, we are able to deploy those images with our uh, templates to the Kubernetes cluster. Yeah, as you can see, this is a basic Docker file that we use uh, to be able to build our image on our tests. And then uh, once this image is created, this entire process is uh, automated in our pipeline. So uh, as, soon, as soon as a pull request happens, the pipeline will run. If this is will run when this is successful, uh, the image will be pushed to the ACR. The second part is actual deployment of the application. As you can see, we've created uh, four files that we use for our deployment. Uh, the deployment one is uh, <clears throat> what we use to deploy this is we first we pull on the image that we create with the Docker file, for example, from our ACR. And then, uh, as you can see here, there are uh, values that are not specified. Uh, these values, like the image tag, the replica number, uh, sensitive values here, database URL, database name, uh, etc. All of this is not hard-coded into our templates. These get replaced on the moment of deployment. So within our deployment pipeline, the first step is to always look for these uh, variables defined between these two symbols here and then do a proper replacement. And once those files have been replaced correctly, the deployment will happen directly from the pipeline. So this is the deployment. We're exposing the, the portal application, our metrics port to be able to grab metrics into, into Prometheus and Grafana. Uh, our resources that we also limit, uh, uh, both limits and requests that we, we are able to easily change after with variables, and also the health probe that we have for this application. So any new deployment that happens and new, new pods that go up will have this uh, dash health being checked before the, the deployment finishes correctly and the older pods are removed. Uh, lastly, this... Uh, as we have two different node pools in, in CI, for example, and in production more, more than once, some of them are Windows and Linux. This application is a, on a Windows-based container, so we want to make sure that any deployment that happens goes directly to the Windows node pool, so we specify the node selector part in here for that. The ingress is pretty, uh, pretty basic, as you can see in here the URL, and then we specify the orientation for cert manager to be able to grab the, uh, the proper certificate for this ingress, the namespace where we deploy this, uh, this deployment to, and then the service that will connect to the deployment and expose the correct ports to be able to connect to this application. So we deploy, like I said, our application. This is how we build it, and we deploy it to Kubernetes with these templates. Then uh, for the more interesting part, the MongoDB we use, like I had mentioned, the count chart. Uh, there are some things that we do change from the default value. I'm going to go through them uh, a bit with you guys. So the first part that we do actually change is the architecture. We use standalone architecture for our CI uh, environment. 
then uh, the authentication part, the whatever root user and root password for the MongoDB that you need to, on the moment of creation, we specify and also gets replaced on the moment of deployment in here, uh, these two value. Also the username, password, and default databases that get created on the moment because we don't want to use the root user and password for, for operations from our application. So we generate another username and password and database for the application. Uh, another interesting part in here will be, if we scroll down a bit more, is the service part. Obviously, the, this gets deployed to a Linux node pool. Uh, so here we specify with the node selector that we want to use uh, the Linux node pool to deploy this, uh, this prompt. It's only uh, needed in case you have several node pools of Windows and Linux, and you want to make sure this always goes to the right one. If you only have Linux, you don't have to worry about setting up the node selector part. And uh, if we scroll down a bit more, we specify the resources, the limits, and the requests for this deployment. Usually, we adjust this after based on what we see in Grafana uh, from the metrics that we get. And the persistent part is, by default, um, set to true uh, within this template. And then the interesting part is the service that we configure to be able to connect to this MongoDB. We use um, a cluster IP, so we want to access this MongoDB only internally from inside the cluster. We don't want to have it exposed externally, especially since our application runs within the same uh, cluster. So uh, our application that needs to access this MongoDB access, will access it internally from within the cluster. It will store data internally within it. Same thing for the Mongo Express that it will connect internally uh, to the MongoDB and then have its own ingress uh, to be able uh, for developers to be able to do changes to the database itself. So here you specify the, the type, which is cluster IP and the port that uh, will be open. And then this is how we connect to the database. The external access is uh, disabled. So we're not deploying any load balancer IP or public IP for this database. And then, uh, like I had said, uh, the actual persistent is set to true uh, within this uh, template. There we go. Persistent enabled true. Uh, if we move on to the Mongo Express part in here, we can see also uh, some uh, interesting stuff. It uses the Mongo Express official image in here. And if we scroll down a bit more. Uh, we're also, the service is. Uh, cluster IP, and this is the port of the service for the Mongo Express. We specify the ingress enabled as two because we want to have our own ingress to be able, our own UI to be able to access this uh, this Mongo Express. We limit uh, the CPU and, and memory with our limits and requests. The same thing with not selector as earlier. This is a Linux container, so we want to make sure it's running on the Linux one. And here is the interesting part that uh, it needs to connect to the Mongo server, uh, which is running internally on, on this uh, cluster. Here, instead of uh, specifying the IP of the service for, Mon for the MongoDB, obviously when a service gets deployed, it gets assigned its own uh, private IP. But uh, imagine there's a case that we have to remove the service or remove the application or redeploy. This is bound to sometimes maybe change this uh, this service IP, this internal IP. So we wanted to use in, uh, instead the internal 
DNS resolution of the service, which will not change, even if the IP does change. So we're going for MongoDB. Uh, .sv, .cluster local, and this is how the Mongo Express is able to find the MongoDB internally on this uh, service and on this port, obviously. It also will need the MongoDB username and password to be able to connect to it. So we, we find it with this local DNS entry and then to be able to authenticate and write data or access it. Uh, we need obviously the credentials, which are also specified in here that gets replaced on the moment of deployment. If we have a look, at uh, the service that we're talking about. So this is the service itself. It's using a cluster IP, and this is the IP that I was, uh, that I was referring to. The Mongo Express will try to connect to this uh, exact service on, on the name itself for the internal DNS resolution to be able to find it. The same thing with our application. It will connect to the MongoDB with the MongoDB service with the actual name internally, instead of the actual IP here. And then, uh, as you can see here, this has been running for around 245, 47 days. So it's been running for quite a while in our CI environment without, uh, without any issues. We went through several changes in the cluster, several Kubernetes upgrades, several deployments, several recreations. And the data has remained intact every single time uh, with the persistent storage without any any issues that we have. So, speaking uh, okay. this is the persistent storage that gets bound to uh, to this. Uh, well, it will come up. In the meantime, this is the Mongo Express itself uh, that. Uh, this is the UI, and here this provider or developer is a portal to be able, if they want to check in and create a database to any any change uh, to be able to access our code. This is protected with the with the login details. So for for that part, and as you can see here, the, the persistent storage is bound to this very deployment. For uh, we're using only eight gigabyte. This is a value that can be specified in the template. Uh, itself for CI, it's more than enough uh, size for us. That will also depends on your need, but this value is also specified within the uh, Helm template itself. Okay. For the final part, uh, so our takeaways from this experience that we've had that having Helm makes everything very easy, especially for stuff like uh, MongoDB or Mongo Express, not to have uh, to write our own templates. And with a few changes that, that you have seen, uh, we can deploy a MongoDB with uh, persistent storage with all that uh, very easily with just a few changes to the to the values depending on our needs. Obviously, this entire endeavor, you need the entire Kubernetes ecosystem to make everything easier because you're going to make use to host this application and to host this database, you're gonna need your your stuff, your other stuff in Kubernetes. You're gonna need your cluster. You're gonna need your ingress controllers. You're gonna need the, your search manager. You're gonna need your Prometheus or Grafana to get data. So obviously, uh, starting from scratch, it's a big uh, project to create Kubernetes and then deploy an application. But having that already existing, which we did, that of course made our life easier. And within a day, we were able to create uh, these resources uh, and add them to, to our already existing cluster. And like I said, we, we need more tools for this application to be able to monitor it correctly, for everything to work correctly, not just these, but that's uh, that's how things go. 
And the last uh, takeaway that we have is that it's more cost effective. We compared to having virtual machines running, uh, in, in our case, those, this application, having this uh, in pods and Kubernetes, it's far more cost effective for us. We don't have to worry about having several machines for high availability. We don't have to worry, we have to worry about far less things. And also it's uh, much more uh, scalable, easily changing our value for our replica set or having a horizontal pod autoscaler, we can control, since we get metrics to that, we can control scaling up and down our application. This doesn't really apply that much for our database, let's say, or the Mongo Express, but for our own application, this definitely applies. And for the last bit, I want to thank everyone to the community and have a great day.